Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 33rd episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. And today we're going to talk about how to handle the big breakup. And before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that Dow Down the Drama is going on the road, that I will be in San Antonio uh, March 22nd and March 23rd at a Dial Down the Drama retreat. So I would love to see as many of you San Antonio people there. That will be really fun to meet you in person. Today we're going to talk about when your teen has a big breakup. I just got off the phone with Madison, who is a senior in high school. She was giving me an update on Ryan, her boyfriend. Ryan and Madison had dated their entire junior year, and he broke up with her right before her finals in the fall of her senior year, and she was a mess. He was her best friend. They didn't have any big fights. He was in his first semester at college her senior year, and he just told her that he wasn't happy and he needed to break up with her. She said that he had been mean to her for the last three months. She wondered if he was okay. She just wanted to go back to how it used to be. The thing she couldn't understand, and she obsessed about it a ton, was why? Why was he doing this? She loved him. She was there for him. She always supported him. I helped her process all these complex feelings that came from her wounded heart so that she could get through finals, which were starting the next day. And I hadn't heard from Madison in a while, and then she called and said that she really needed to talk. She was about to visit her dream college, and she wanted to share it with Ryan. And because he had been her best friend, she thought he would be happy for her. But instead, he raged at her and threatened her because she would be really close to where he was going to school and told her that he would ruin her chance to get into a good sorority and that everyone in her school would hate her. Madison was so stressed out. I mean, even though they had broken up, she thought they were fine. And she said, I'm just so tired of feeling this way. I can't believe that he wasn't happy for me. The big breakup is an assault on your teen's heart. It's not just girls who have broken hearts. I've seen plenty of teenage boys who've been taken out by a painful breakup. A mistake that lots of parents can make is that we're more worried about our teen's sexual activity than their hearts. We don't want our teens to get pregnant, of course, or get an STD, but we also don't want them to have lasting trauma from a bad breakup. A majority of high school relationships are going to end badly, and there are three main reasons that this is so. Number one, because of the undeveloped prefrontal cortex, Teens are spending the majority of time in their lower reactive part of their brains, that mature, higher part of the brain that has empathy, can see things from other perspectives, has impulse control, can manage emotions, and delay responses, is not developed. All these attributes are needed to have mature communication. 
but teens spend a majority of their time in the stress response from the lower brain, going into a fight, flight, or freeze mode. In other words, they are not prepared for these mature conversations. As a parent, you know how difficult it is to try to have a conversation with your emotionally flooded child. Now imagine two teens who have opened up their hearts to one another. They're high on dopamine and romance. And when they feel hurt or betrayed, they get in a pattern of reactivity with some combo of fight, flight, freeze. And these become patterns of how they start to interact. And that can turn into texting wars or screaming matches, which characterizes a fight mode, or can fall into the category of not answering texts or blocking each other, which is flight mode. All of this turns into drama, and that drama tends to escalate. And that drama spews everywhere. And that drama comes your way. And you're going to see the worst of your teen during the big breakup and love dramas. The love drama impacts their school, their motivation to try harder in sports, in dance and music. The love drama is like the loud interference in the back of their brain that keeps your teen off balance, edgy and sad. A mom came in and told me it's been a really hard week. She said Ethan, her newly 16-year-old son, and her usually really got along pretty well, but that lately has changed, that he had been super angry for the past two weeks, lashing out at mom, slamming the doors. She said that one night last week, she had told him goodnight, and then about five minutes later, she went back to his room to ask him a question, and he was gone. She was shocked. And he'd recently started driving, but had his car taken away because he had too many kids in it when he was driving and he wasn't supposed to. So he didn't have the car keys and he hadn't taken the car. Mom was panicked and texted his friend that lived really close by. And he didn't answer. But as she was getting in the car, um, she saw her son walk around the corner and she thought, he must be doing drugs. And he said, Mom, no. I, he told her that he was upset about a girl he liked, and he had to talk to his friend about it. And Mom thought he was lying. But I kind of thought he was telling the truth. So I told Mom that actually he probably was telling her what was really going on. I helped her connect the dots that the reason that he'd been angry and lashing out at her was that he was feeling really vulnerable about this girl who happened to like one of his friends. The second reason that these teenage relationships can end badly is because it's the first time that many of these teens have fallen in love. And there are a host of idealistic expectations. I've talked to so many girls who just wanted to have a boyfriend and felt like there was something really wrong with them if they didn't have one. Emma told me last week that she really felt bad because when she went to these parties with her two best friends, that they hooked up with guys and that she wasn't. She felt like there was something wrong with her. And when I, when I explored this a little more, I found out that Emma was really quite social and was having a lot of fun talking to the boys, but she wasn't hooking up. And so she, that's why she thought she was being weird. And we talked about her 
expectation of what is a relationship and what is a real relationship, and that it was a lot more than hooking up. That hooking up is actually not a relationship, and that she was a lot closer to having a real relationship than her two friends who were only hooking up and not talking to these boys. Girls have this Disney bliss romance expectation. She wants a guy to truly see her and think that she's wonderful and pursue her and hug her and kiss her and take her out. And most girls would be just content with that. They want to be chosen to feel like they are special. And for both boys and girls, they are really feeling a lot of love chemicals. They're feeling love, attraction, euphoria. And because this is their first time to really feel these feelings, there is an innocence in this love. It feels like it could last forever. And when things are going good in this relationship, your teen is really happy and they're fun to be around and they're in a great mood. But then something changes. That relationship changes and that both boy and girl can't figure out what happened. The boy wants to go farther sexually and the girl doesn't. And then he starts being mean. The girl who pledged her love to her boyfriend is over him and off to another boy. The betrayal. How can someone who says he loves me be so mean? How could she reject me? How could he turn on me? Mom brought Caitlin to see me. Caitlin was a freshman. Mom said Caitlin was really angry and she started to shut down. Her grades were dropping and that irritated Mom. So she would get really upset and Mom would end up yelling at her. And this just kept stressing, stressing Caitlin out. Mom was only seeing the tip of the iceberg, but underneath the anger and the stress and the grades, something else was going on. Caitlin had her first boyfriend. They had dated for about three months. He was popular and cute, and she looked up to him. He started out being nice to her, but then he started to say things like, you're lucky that I would want to be seen with you at this party. Or he'd say, my friends think you're weird. He made her feel like he was doing her a favor and that she was lucky to have him as her boyfriend. Caitlin started to lose her confidence and was was getting quiet at the parties. At one of the parties, they went up to a room and he tried to force her to have oral sex with him. He grabbed her head and held it down. This scared her. And yet she felt shamed for, for not wanting to have oral sex with him. He threatened to tell everyone in school and she ended up feeling like there was something really wrong with her. And then he broke up with her because she wouldn't have oral sex. Caitlin didn't tell her mom any of this because she was so embarrassed and felt like it was her fault. Thank God mom knew something was wrong and brought her to see me. This was an amazing girl, and slowly the whole story came out. I helped her to name that this behavior was abusive and that there was nothing wrong with her but how courageous she was to stick to her boundary and say no. And she was worried what others would think. But what happened is everyone supported her. Caitlin's grades started to go up. She decided she wanted to try out for cheerleader. 
Her confidence grew, and she became a lot wiser in the realm of boyfriends and dating. The third reason that teenage relationships can go badly is because of the intensity of the sexual attraction between the couple. Trying to manage the flame of desires with teens who are jacked up on dopamine is like trying to put out a forest fire with a squirt gun. When your communication skills are not great, then the sexual relationship can be like a wrestling match. Girls are conflicted about not wanting the boys to think they are inexperienced and often put themselves at risk of getting pregnant. Girls can be bullied, date-raped, shamed, threatened. And what is so painful about this is that this came from the person that they thought truly loved them. Bad breakups can be traumatic. They attack teens' self-esteem and self-worth, their confidence, and often their reputation. Bad breakups need to be watched closely because your teen may be at risk for depression and even suicide. This is where your teen can use some extra love, grace, support, and nurturing. I remember when my daughter was 17 that her first true love broke up with her. They had dated for a year. I know my daughter really loved him, and I think he really loved her too, but they were both immature. But towards the end of the relationship, my daughter's feelings were hurt more than she actually had fun. They seemed to always be in a fight. On a school night in the middle of this long breakup, I was in the kitchen doing the dishes when out of the corner of my eye, I see a phone fly across the living room. Then my daughter picked the phone up and threw it back down. And then I heard the front door slam and my daughter took off in the car. Her shattered phone lay on the living room floor. This happened so fast that my daughter was out the door before I could say anything. I was nervous because I knew that she was in a really bad place and she shouldn't be driving. I started driving around to places that she would hang out and I didn't see her car. I kept driving and driving and then the tears were coming down my face because I felt so out of control and panicky. And she didn't come home till about three hours later. When she came back home, I had a million questions and I wanted to say, what's going on with you? I've been worried about you. Tell me, where have you been? But I listened to my intuition and I didn't press her at all. And she didn't say anything except, can I sleep in your bed? I knew she was exhausted. So I said, of course. And she fell asleep within a few minutes. And I think my daughter just needed a safe, nurturing place to retreat to. Later, when she was more rested, I knew we would talk through it. But right now, she just needed to feel safe and nurtured. Okay, now I want to shift it to what moms can do. And I want to talk about what's helpful and what's not helpful. So let's start with what's not helpful. Let's look at the setup for mom. You may not really know what's really going on with your son and daughter. All you're seeing is that your teen is laying around a lot or won't do their homework, wants to quit swimming, they're coming home late from curfew, drunk or high, they get really defensive and angry with you, and they're mean. You're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. But underneath these behaviors, there may be a broken heart and a shattered self-esteem. 
And you don't know the cauldron of emotions that lie beneath the surface. You don't know all the feelings that are stirred up, the obsessive thoughts, that mean voice in their head, or the real-life mean voice that's coming towards them through a boyfriend or girlfriend. So you are seeing the worst version of your son and daughter, and this is where it's easy to lose your temper and come down hard on them for not picking up their room. And that's when you can see the volcano erupt and you wonder, what is going on with my teen? You may know that your son or daughter is having trouble with relationships, but it's not clear, like, what can you do to help? We may feel really bad for our teens and we can rush in too quickly and try to help. I've had moms tell me that that they've gone in to talk to their daughters and try to cheer them up. And then their daughters end up saying really rude things to them. And this one mom said, so then I ended up yelling at her and I just made things worse. Here's the don't do this, it will not end well list when your teen has a broken heart. Don't say, you've been only dating for three months, so just get over it. You don't want to tell them to cheer up. There are other guys or girls out there. When she is finally telling you every detail of what actually happened, Don't cut her off and say something like, I understand, and just start talking about your high school boyfriend. She will not feel heard. Don't tell her that he's a jerk. If you say this too soon, she will argue that he is not. In time, she'll probably tell you that she thinks he's a jerk. And then that's the time that you say, you know, I think you're right. You don't want to get mad at your daughter because she's not getting over it soon enough. You don't want to use some kind of version like, I told you so. I told you that you shouldn't date him. You don't want to push and pry by saying something like, you need to tell me what is going on. Your son or daughter needs time to figure out what she's actually feeling or what he's feeling or what's actually going on. They just may not be ready to talk. You want to let them know that you are available when they are. All right, let's talk about what's helpful. Start from a place of empathy for your teen. Remember, this is their first love and everything is new. Be mindful that your teen's heart is hurting and that those feelings are real for her. You have the big perspective at that time, but she doesn't. You have to handle practical matters like dishes, clothes, the room, school, and make room for what's going on in the heart. You want to follow their lead. Your teen will let you know how much they want to share. You can't force your way into their feelings. Let the story unfold over time. Your teen is trying to sort out their feelings and what's really going on, and this can change daily. You want to show yourself trustworthy when they're opening up and not just give them a ton of advice. At first, they just need to be listened to. What's extremely useful is helping them name the complicated emotions like, that sounds like you feel betrayed, or you feel shamed, or you feel exposed, or you feel like you don't matter. If you convey compassion and that you genuinely are trying to understand, then they're going to open up to you. But if you say, I get it, and they haven't been able to finish their story, they're going to feel like you just cut them off. 
that's going to make them mad and they're going to feel like it's not worth opening up to you. At first, don't overwhelm them with telling them what to do or giving them lots of advice. They have to get over the shock of the breakup. Give it some time. And then your teen will be more open to your input. And when you do share, just limit it to one main point. Plant a seed of hope. Something like, you know, I know this feels terrible, but it actually will get better. Sometimes words are not helpful, but physical touch is and can be very healing. Your daughter may be open to just being held while she cries, or your son is open to letting you just scratch his back when he's laying down on his bed. And then there are times that you may need to step in and intervene, especially if there's been bullying on social media or any kind of date rape or threats. If you see signs that are concerning to you, like their grades are dropping, that they don't want to get out of bed, they're isolating from friends, your daughter's not eating or sleeping well, and you think that they are depressed, then you want to take them to a mental health professional. A good therapist will create a safe place for the teen to speak their truth and talk about their vulnerabilities and, and to reveal those wounded places in their hearts. Often, they feel like they're buried in shame and trauma and self-condemnation and hopelessness, and they don't know how to get out of it. The pain is too much. The therapist can help the teen verbalize their story and make sense of it. Once the teen understands what's going on with them a little bit more and they're more comfortable with it, they will start to open up to you. Walking your teen through a breakup takes a lot more time than you would like. You can't rush the teenage heart. But if you're patient, eventually you can say everything that you want to say to your teen. No parent wants to see their child in pain. But there are many good things that can come out of a breakup. It can bring you and your teen closer. And your son and daughter are going to be wiser because of it. If they can work through what happened in the relationship... Their, what I like to call a list, is going to get better. What I mean by that is most girls will say, I want a boyfriend who's cute, who's fun, who's tall. And the boys have their own list like she's hot and fun. But I like to educate teens about what a good list is. So a big part of the list is how that boyfriend or girlfriend treat you. The breakup is really hard on mom's heart. You don't want to see your child crying or in pain. It brings up a ton more worries for you. But you can't go into despair with your son or daughter. That's not going to help them. They need you to hold the hope for them and believe that they can get through this. They can borrow your optimism until they find theirs. And it really can bring the two of y'all closer and when done right, it provides an opportunity for you to speak into their life and show them that you really care and that you're on their side. This is a time they need you to reflect back to them how wonderful and beautiful and amazing human beings they are. Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. 
I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a Guide for Mothers Everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. I always have a helpful article for you. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady, Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.